This is Geek Gamer Live, episode 271, recorded on Sunday, October 7th, 2016. No Man's Live. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Geek Gamer Live. This is the show where we talk about the latest in gaming and technology. And this week is is something very special for me. It's something that I've honestly been excited uh, for this this entire week in, in planning. Um, and it all comes around my special guest host this week. So we don't have Joe. We don't have John. We don't have Cameron. We don't have Nick or Michael or anybody that's been on the show before. We have somebody that was on the very, very first episode of this show. Now, we've changed names throughout the years. Uh, it's been Control F12. It's been Geek Gamer Show. It's been Hoser Chat. And on the very first episode of that show, this gentleman here convinced me at a LAN party in Portland, Oregon, PDX LAN. I think it was four, three, maybe. And he was saying, hey, you know, you've been listening to all these podcasts. You know, you got a good voice. You got a good talent. I'm not trying to inflate my own ego here, but he was saying that, hey, you got these things to do. You should do a podcast and I'll do it with you. And I said, all right, let's do it. And so I got on my plane. I went back to Florida. I was living in Florida at the time. And this gentleman got the whole ball rolling to this point. 11 years ago, this month, my good friend and hoser buddy, Mr. Kyle Rumley. Hey, Kyle. How are you, buddy? Hi. Uh, welcome. Wow. Uh, that's a nice uh, promo there. I uh, <laughs> humbled by your words. Well, I got, I got, um, your, I got your money. You, you sent it ahead yeah, of time. I got my money. Exactly. You, know, you sent it ahead uh, of time. So It's great. Thanks for the paper. I, I am glad that I spoke up to you years ago because yeah. you, you have a talent. You should use it. I always thought that. Um, but yeah, hey, <laughs> welcome. I'm out here in Nashville. Now you're back in the uh, Pacific Northwest. That's right. Well, I mean, I, I got back to the Pacific Northwest uh, 10 years ago. Um, I was only in Florida for, for that one year. Right. And uh, that was a time in my life where, you know, I didn't like Florida very much. I was there for work. And as soon as I was eligible to move back to the Northwest and transfer back, I did. Um, and then, you know, obviously time flies. But man, when we first started doing this show, uh, if you would have told me, Chase, you're going to be doing this 11 years from now, I would have said, you know, get lost. I, I would have. I'll, I'll share a story you. with you about that uh, okay. at the end of this. Remind me okay. something with another set of friends. You'll you'll find humor. So. Okay, yeah. I get what you're saying. But you know, we when we started this, it was it was tough. It was uh, it was technically tough, even though we didn't do video, which you know now we're doing video, so people see you, people see me, and even though the majority of downloads are audio, I think there's a there's a value to video now because you can kind of show people what you're talking. We, we about. We did audio. I remember doing one show. Um illegally years ago. Uh, even, well, actually, it was still legal at the time to drive and talk on your phone at the same time. <laughs> I remember doing one. Yes! Um, oh, driving, my... and it's we still have it, too. Uh, yes. Driving down 167, I think, outside of Kent, Washington. I'm driving down the road with my phone in my hand, uh, speaker phoning it while we're traveling. I think I was headed to PDX land or something Yeah, like I think that. you were, and I was in Florida. Yeah. I was at a land party in Florida at the time, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we were all kind of landing it up that weekend. It was very nerdy. Yes. <laughs> so we we would record. So here's how we do it. And podcasters have a term. They call it like a double double ender. 
they call it now. But but basically, right. back in the day, what we did is we had this uh, special software that would tie in the Skype that would record our end of the conversation. So we had good, high-quality audio. And then, uh, then Kyle would upload it to an FTP site uh, on, the, on the Hoser Chat website. Then I would download it in Florida and then splice it together and then put it up as a podcast. Uh, yep, exactly. And I think we used something called PodPress. We had HoserChat.com. And, and really, our first episode was about peripherals. I, <laughs> it was about... God, we're exciting. Oh, man, it was so bad. And then, like, it started off... It started off using copyrighted music. I, I used the uh, World News Tonight theme with Peter Jennings as the, the opening theme. So it was like, dun, 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 you I, know. I had forgotten that, but that's, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, man. No, it's, it's come a long way. And it's, yep. it's, it's yeah, yeah. weird to think about. Um, you know, if I was consistent in doing an episode every single week, which a lot of things happen in 11 years, we'd be way past episode 271. That's for sure. Um, but you said you had a, a story or something you wanted to share before we uh, talk about some uh, well, gaming now remember, and geek it's been, stories. It's been yeah. 11 years. Yeah. Um, I think I met you in 2004, 2005 anyway, if I remember rightly, at, at one of the land parties. Yeah. You were one of the, one of the taller guys. 2004 sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds about right. Well, years ago, we were, uh, my, my friends and I, who may or may not be watching this, but they probably remember that we'd play our Dungeons and Dragons and all those nerdy games. Before computers. Yeah. And we joked back in the early 90s, late 80s that, yeah, you know, we'll probably be doing the same thing 20 years from now. Um, well, some of them are actually doing that 25, 30 years from then. So 11 years doesn't sound so bad. That's really the story there is that, you know, 11 <laughs> years is good. You know, we're, yeah. we're good. No, the, so. it, what, what's amazing, though, is how much the technology has changed. And with, It's amazing. It, and it, 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 yeah. it's phenomenal. I mean... I can reach down here and pick up a uh, a Kindle Fire with a large screen. If you try to buy something with a screen that size when I was working at, say, Radio Shack 20-some years ago, uh, you would have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now you can get those things for, what, you can get them on discount for 30 bucks if yeah. you look around for dirt, certain Dirt ones. cheap. You can get an Amazon dirt Fire cheap. tablet. Yeah, it's With it's decent crazy. cameras, too, I might Yeah, add. Yeah, yeah, decent cameras, right, yeah. decent resolution, and yep. watching content like watching this show right here, you know, right, and exactly. And, and that's the other thing too, you know, broadcasting and in high definition, we're broadcasting right now in 720p. You can download the show on your iPhone or your tablet or whatever. It's, it's remarkable. When I started, it was burning MP3s to CDs because I didn't have a way to play that in my car. Uh, wow. you know, and, and now it's, it's an iPhone or it's an Android device or, or whatever. So it's, it's amazing. But I know you guys didn't didn't listen to this show to hear us reminisce about great technology of the uh, early 2000s. No, we're going to talk about what's going on now. And really, a, a really cool story uh, that's uh, happening this week. So a couple weeks ago, Apple pushed out their, their new stuff, you know, the, the iWatch 2, the new iPhone 7 and 7 Plus. Um, and now it's going to be Google's turn. Google this week is going to be unveiling their brand new, uh, not only Google Pixel, but they're also going to be talking about some of their uh, uh, other awesome hardware, like uh, their their home stuff and uh, new phones and Chromecast and you know 
uh, Cameron, I'm not Cameron, but uh, Kyle, we always had this uh, joke on the show that, you know, when is Google going to buy us? Uh, now we're buying a lot huh. of Google stuff um, and using Google like crazy, like for our show notes. But, you know, they Google wants us to start using more Google stuff in the home, you know, the Chromecast and Google AI and, and uh, Wi-Fi devices and things like that. Right. Do, you have, do you have any Google stuff at home? Do you have a Chromecast or any? Um, I use, um, I have a Chromecast actually. I have the original version. Yeah. Yeah. It, same here. It doesn't do me. I've been able to get it to work real well here, but it does work. Um, I use uh, Google Chrome because uh, it's a fairly, fairly light on the uh, PC uh, CPU cycles for right. me anyway. Yeah. In Windows 7, it works pretty well. In fact, yeah. that's what I'm using right now. Yep. Um, Google itself, I mean, think about it. They're competing. I mean, go to Amazon.com, and a lot of what you just said is stuff that Amazon's trying to do too. And you can see that they're trying to compete in certain aspects of people's lives, trying to get you to do things, you know, like uh, uh, Amazon has uh, Amazon it's Prime the, Pantry where you can actually order stuff yeah, and have it delivered like within a couple hours if you live around a uh, an Amazon RDC uh, location. Well, I, I've done that in, uh, actually, in Seattle Metro, they have Prime Now. Right, there you go. Yeah, it's the same basic thing. Yeah. And it's incredible. I mean, like, I, uh, it was for PAX uh, a year ago where I needed batteries. And I needed them now. And I needed like a 24-pack, and I wasn't going to go to like Safeway or anything because that's going to be expensive. And I was able to order batteries and have them in my hands within two hours. And I'm just like, this is weird. I mean, this... Yeah, and the the prices aren't that bad. Yeah. You know, surprisingly, they're not that bad. I mean, you'd think that they'd mark them up as pretty insane, but whatever their business model is, they they hire local individuals that know the area. Therefore, they have a better chance of getting it in there, you know, to a location in a uh, in a good stepped, reasonable time. Right. They have enough time to pack it and ship it. Mine uh, here, according to their website, was Murfreesboro, which is about I don't know, 25 minutes from here. So yeah, they could deliver to Nashville, which I live in. So yeah, you know, you can get that kind of thing. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So are you looking forward to anything coming out of the the Google event this week? I mean. Obviously, they're going to have their new phones. They're going to be announcing their uh, Chrome. Are they new doing Chromecast. a gaming thing also? Not that I know of. It's really more showing off their hardware and their new items that are going to be coming out, but nothing gaming specific that. Well, they've, they've had a bit of the dust on their phones for a while there, didn't they? Well, yes and no. I, I think part of the problem with, it, with Android, and, you know, Joe has always been a big stickler on this, is, you know, there's no consistency across all of the manufacturers, right? Everybody has their way to put their own twist on Android. And I think that's where right. Apple has. Some I can of relate their, to that actually. Yeah. I think that's where Apple has some of their advantages, right? All they have is one operating system, one phone, one platform, one thing to deal with. Uh, right. But I've uh, been a big proponent of their Nexus line of phones and I love them. And I had a, a Nexus six and now I have a six P and then they're going to have the new pixel line of phones, which is kind of the evolution of the of the Pixel line, and I'm right. and, I, and I'm very excited to see what they announce. But I'm also excited to see what they announce when it comes to integration in the home. Uh, they're going to be uh, unveiling a uh, a digital assistant with a they call it with a Google Home speaker, kind of like the Alexa thing with Amazon, where you can say right, yeah, you, you can put talk it in the to room. Yeah. right, and you can control things in your house. If you have a Nest thermostat, you can control the thermostat. Basically, 
it lets us, Kyle. It sounds like be the lazy, right? And you be in a nice, comfy chair and just sit there and say, "Google, do this for me. Google, do that for me." And well, do all well, that. I'm already halfway there. Then, <laughs> right? You'll note the chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know what I've read a little bit about is the fact that, yeah, they're looking to 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 tailor it to the individual too. Uh, basically. You know, if your house has lots of things, then it can do lots of things. You right. Know, or maybe yeah, exactly. turn light off. You know, that type of thing has been around for ages. But, hey, it's better than the clapper. Now, think about that. Clap six times to turn on your toaster, well, you know, or whatever. But here's the, I guess here's the benefit of the clapper, right? You clap twice, your lights turn off. But when you, if you want to turn off your lights, it's like, okay, Google, turn off my lights. I'm sorry. What did you say? Turn off the lights. Not no, I'm sorry. Up. I didn't get that. Fine. Done. I'm, I'm, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do I'm that. I'm sorry. I cannot do that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's excited to see, obviously, Google and what they're going to bring to the table. Apple brought their A game. I think Google's going to bring their A game. They got uh, a 4K Chromecast that they're going to unveil, the Google Home stuff, right, yeah. the new phones. Yeah, I, that, that's something that looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, big Now, stuff. also look at this, too, Chase. Yeah. Is... Given the fact that since we started this, I remember that the routers we had at 11 years ago or so weren't so great. No. And wireless was not that powerful. No. Uh, as we discussed a moment ago, uh, and I'll change it the next time we do something like this, but I'm actually on wireless right now broadcasting decent definition without losing any audio or video You've just jinxed us. Thanks, Kyle. You know, so now it's going to crash. But no, the right. point being is, <laughs> I mean, this is a stock uh, uh, Xfinity or whatever uh, router. Right. It's a bit of a POS, but it does work. Yeah. You know, so the point being is that you go 11 years and look at the technology. Now these guys are trying to, to jump past that router now that it's made it up to par into your household. Right. Right. And. And really, I think that's the next big fit feature. Uh, future uh, of this is, you know, the Internet of Things uh, tying devices in your home that you didn't think that would be tied into the Internet, and you would be able to control and, and kind of be like the Jetsons, you know, where you're controlling your thermostat, you're you're controlling your refrigerator and your washer and your dryer, and you're monitoring the electricity in your home to try to be more energy efficient. You know, bringing everything right. together and connecting everything together is important and finally you know these all-in-one routers have caught up uh and be powerful i mean it's crazy we're seeing like you know two three four hundred dollar wi-fi routers that are as powerful as computers were about you know i would say what five ten years ago or maybe qu uh, sooner than that where you could <laughs> it, these were like former computers gaming devices that are now dedicated uh for wi-fi routing and stuff it, it's, it's remarkable um, you know, yeah, you're you're right. talking about, you know, sending pictures and stuff, and you, you asked me, uh, Chase, what's a good camera to get? And I said, hey, you need to get the 920. It's been a staple. It is solid video quality. It works great. You picked it up okay. for about 65 70 bucks, And then Logitech decides, hey, uh, we're going to come at it with a new one. It never fails. <laughs> on, yeah. on the day I recommended it to you, Logitech uh, reveals... The brand new C922 camera. It can record at 60 frames per second. It has, now this is something cool for, and they're actually uh, steering this more towards the gamers. 
Uh, it will have right. the ability to remove your background without a green screen, uh, which is, you know, some people call a green screen or chroma key. I don't know how this works. I know uh, Linus uh, Tech Videos. That's a very powerful uh, program for that then. Wow. Yeah, and it's going to be at the same price as the 920 as well. Um, it can do Skype in 1080p if you have the bandwidth for it. It looks like a great camera. And finally, I was actually wondering this. When is Logitech going to come out with a new camera? And obviously, they finally answered my question. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's amazing on these. I mean, the ca the, the, the webcam I, I've used for years is pretty ancient. I actually had to hunt down a driver for this particular one just to get it to work. What? You know, that's how old it was. Yeah, it was a, some obscure uh, Logitech uh, webcam, and and I couldn't find a driver for it. It would work correctly on uh, Windows 7 64-bit. Right. So, you know, it's, it, that is always a challenge if you have older hardware, you know, because I'm one that, you know, I'll recycle it. I mean, there's some older stuff that I still use. But, you know, I, I've had to move a little further forward, you know, obviously. But, uh, you know, the computer itself here is actually pretty nice. Oh, yeah. I brought with me. So now I it's doing pretty good. It's streaming all right. So what the hell, right? So, Very so, nice. so I got to ask you, Kyle, what kind of video card do you have in that sucker? Oh, this one's got a, uh, a Radeon... 4850 or something. It's not that exciting, really. It's yeah. not bad, though. You know what you need? You need... Another re another <laughs> video card? You need the new GTX nice 10. <laughs> it's only a good segue, Kyle, when you don't mention it. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to throw you under the bus, buddy. That's a nice video. No, go ahead and show oh, it. That's, oh, that's, that's, all right. it. So, so the rumor is... So everybody knows, if you're in the know, that NVIDIA will be giving the big keynote address at CES 2017 in Las Vegas in January. Yep. And the rumors is that their brand new Titan killer, if you will, will be the 1080 Ti, and it will be launched then and announced then. Now, right now, the 1080 is out already, and it's an incredible card. Also, the 1070, which is what I have, is an incredible card. Uh, right. But they're going to be releasing uh, this card in the coming year. Now, no price point yet, but obviously this card is going to be the granddaddy of them all. I mean, when the 1080 was announced, the 1070 and the 1060, that series of Pascal cards, I mean, it was a game changer because they're, they're low on the power consumption and incredible on the performance to price point. And now you have this, uh, and like the, 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 I think it was like the 1070 or 1080, just standard edition was beating the snap off of the old Titan card, which was supposed right. to be the creme de la creme. So you have this card, which, man, I mean, it probably is going to come in in what, eight, $900, I would assume. But I would assume that it's going to be future-proof for at least the next three to five years. <laughs> oh, bless you. My apologies. No worries. But, I mean, this is the kind of card, Kyle, I think you need for gaming. Well, yeah. You know, look at the price points. You know, sometimes something north of uh, your firstborn, probably. <laughs> is this like a 1210 or a 12 gigabyte one or something? Uh, not a lot of specs uh, released on this yet. I think this is a 12 gig that they think it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. It, it's a so definitely I've got, I've, I've got 512 megabytes. <laughs> on the card that I have here that, that's, that's, that was shared with me by um, a fellow PDX lanner uh, by the name of um, 
Oh, I'd have to try to remember what he used to go by. I can't remember what game. Uh, anyway, he works for the same company I do now, and he works in their IT department. Uh, he shared it with me. He had an extra one. It does pretty good. I can play WoW real well with it. You know. Wait, you're you're still playing WoW, man? Yeah, I, I do. I play WoW because my spouse and I we find it a very uh, fun and great communication tool because this is how we met years ago. Right. And being able to play and you know uh, wander around and talk to each other, even though their sound interface sucks. <laughs> Every time we try to get it to work, one or the other of us doesn't work. Well, so we can't you now with WoW? I and I haven't tried this because I don't play WoW. But mm-hmm. can't you with WoW stream directly to Facebook from WoW? Yes, you can. Um, I haven't tried it because it's I'm not that exciting. I'll, I'll be honest. But <laughs> uh, you know, yes, you can. Um, I saw a link on their uh, their Battle.net launch window thing. Yeah. So. I'll have to try it one of these times just to see what it's like. I, I've watched a friend of the show, uh, Jace Rossi, uh, uh, do some streaming of that. And and I and I think that's obviously Facebook trying to tiptoe into uh, a little bit of Twitch stuff. But it's, They're tiptoeing, but they're trying to get into gaming too. I know, but I and, and we talked about this before the show. I, I don't think... See, Facebook is good, I think, when you want to you know see what your friends are up to. Because obviously a lot of people are already on Facebook, so you get that push notification saying, "Hey, Kyle is live right now. Go check him out, see what he's doing." Oh, you're at the fair, or you're you're at a horse race, or you're streaming some WoW, and and I think that's cool, and I think that works. But if I'm if I want to see someone do a speed run in Super Mario Brothers, I'm not going to be going to Facebook. I'm going to go to Twitch. And so I think there's 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 a path uh, depending on what kind of streaming you're looking for, and if you want to see your friends or you want to see strangers or whatever, you know that sort of thing. Um, you know, speaking of gaming, did you see this? I know you saw this. I know you're interested in this. This is and this is mm-hmm. right up your alley. The Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition. This is going to be palm in your side, a palm palm sized NES. That has preloaded games on there. You hook it up to your TV ver- uh, via HDMI. Uh, it's going to retail for sixty dollars. Unfortunately, there there are some drawbacks to it. One, you can't load your own games onto it. It is predetermined what the games are, but they are all the popular titles. Give, Mario, give, give them five minutes, I'll hack it. <laughs> well, but here's the funny thing about it, though. They had a new press release and they talked about how each game will be playable in three display modes. A CRT filter, which will add a scanline effect, because remember, this is HDMI, not analog. 4.3, right. which is uh, maintains the aspect ratio, doesn't stretch anything. And it's something called pixel perfect. But the bad news is, they talked about a couple of annoying things. One, the controllers are wired, and the wires are very short. And the second... That's stupid. Yeah. And the second thing is, in order to use save states or to switch games, you have to hit the reset button on the console. There's no home button on the controller. Which, for me, I'm okay with because the original controller didn't have any additional buttons. It had a control pad, start, select, B and A. I think if they added any additional buttons to the controller, it would detract from the OG factor, if you will. And so I think... To have the uh, short controllers, it's not a big deal. You just have to have a longer HDMI cable, I guess, from the TV. But 
Uh, you can't pre-order these things yet either. They're going to come out next month. But I got to ask you, man, wow, yeah, maybe they won't pre-order them. Well, maybe a local GameStop might do it, but uh, haven't been haven't been able to do it on Amazon or anything like that. Are you going to get one of these for my spouse? I think she'd like this. Was she a gamer growing up uh, like you were? Well, you know what? She's better at these games than I am. Neither of us are great at side scrollers. Right. But you know, she used to play these games with with our uh, kids quite a bit, and yeah, this would actually be kind of interesting. It's not it's not that expensive. It seems like it would be um, fun. I mean, this the is, controller sure looks like the original one to me. This this is definitely aimed at the young adult millennial you know, nostalgia freak kind of person where the, you know, they, they want to get back in touch with their childhood, play some old games and have an easy way of doing it. Now I know there's a lot of purists out there saying that, Hey, you know, this is not the same thing. You're not blowing into cartridges and sliding them in the slot. <laughs> I was about but, to say that. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, if I want an easy way to play some old classics and I'm going over to a friend's house and pop it in and uh, play some old, you know, Super Mario Brothers three, you know that sort of thing. This is the easy way of doing it. Now, granted, yeah, if you're adventurous, you could create your own Raspberry Pi with a memory card slot and do an emulator. And, and you know what? You know what? A lot of people do that. Uh, yeah, I've got an emulator on this computer actually. Yeah, um, and it, it works. But this this is one of those easy ways where it looks cool. I mean, look how cool this thing is. I mean, it's the controller's the size of the console. <laughs> I mean, it's so cool. Well, you know, you you made an, a, a comparison there between uh, you know the Raspberry and this. You know, I'd be willing right. to bet that somebody at Nintendo saw that Raspberry and said, you know, we could probably do something like that and make some bucks on it. And there Absolutely. It is right in front of you. Yeah, totally. So the same um, basic premise, really. But you'll be able to save your games. I'll have digital manuals, a selection of graphical settings. I'll have thirty games on there. Uh, totally looking forward to it. Uh, and I, 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 uh, I'm going to get one of these. I, I, even though I, it's one of those purchases that I don't need to do. <laughs> it's like, got to do it right. I mean, it's no, it's, you should do awesome. a review on that. I, I'd be curious to know. I mean, I read, I read a quick review, uh, here just while we've been sitting here. And, uh, it, to me, it, it, it looks like it's still a viable little machine. And yeah, you just have a longer HDMI cable. Big deal. You can buy those for what? Five bucks? What the hell? Oh yeah, especially if you're buying it on Amazon instead of you know at a Best Buy or something like that. Where you remember, pick. and and I'm gonna sound old here because I am. Um, remember, not that many years ago, I was carting around a 90 pound, uh, 21 inch computer monitor to land parties. <laughs> yeah, that's okay? right. So the fact that you got something here that probably weighs maybe a pound, the whole thing. I mean, what a deal. It, saying. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Now, Kyle, I got to ask you. Yeah? You got this camera. I know you're close to a distribution center. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do not. Okay. Do you know anybody who does? Uh, Yeah, I do. Yeah. A lot of people have Amazon Prime. I have Amazon Prime. You get so many great benefits. You get the streaming video. You get the free two-day shipping. You get the unlimited storage of photos and files, that sort of thing. Um, right. But now, this past weekend, they announced something at TwitchCon. Now, a lot of people don't realize, maybe you've forgotten, that Amazon now owns Twitch. And Amazon has rolled out something brand new, and it's called Twitch Prime. I know it sounds oh, weird, original. but it's true. So if you have an Amazon Prime account, you are automatically in Twitch Prime. And 
what Twitch Prime essentially is, is it allows you to watch streams ad-free, so you don't get no more pre-roll anymore if you're watching any of your favorite partnered streamers on Twitch. But you might be thinking, well, I'm a partnered streamer. Does that mean I'm not going to get ad revenue? No, you'll still get ad revenue, which is great. But here's the other best part. There's some other cool little uh, tweaks with it. They, they give you a special icon so people in the chat know that you're an Amazon Prime subscriber. You also get, now this is a big deal. And if you are an Amazon Prime member, feel free to subscribe to our channel at Geek Gamer TV because you get a free subscription to a channel of your choice every month for, for one month. So you get one subscription for one month to support a channel of your choosing without actually spending any money of your own. So typically it would cost you $4.99 to support a channel. So if you like, say, uh, you know, OG, you know, uh, you know, Gamester, for example, you like his stream. You subscribe to him. You pay him five bucks per month. He gets a little bit of that change. You support his channel. But if you're an Am uh, 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 Amazon Prime and you have Twitch Prime, you get it's like a coupon. You get to support anybody you want. So support us. If you have Amazon Prime, support us, which is great. Uh, I think this is a great move. It, it gives more value, especially on the gamer side, the young guys and gals out there that, that love the game and love the stream on Twitch. And a lot of them do have Amazon Prime accounts, but also it gives other people out there to just give them more value to their accounts and to Amazon Prime. Uh, what do you think about this, Mr. Kyle? I don't know a great deal about this particular thing. Uh, let me read a little bit more here. I'm sorry. I, I don't usually come across as completely ignorant, but no, no, I know I mean, a bit about Twitch. Yeah, so you, you and got I Twitch. see the value. I could see yeah. the value there. Yeah. Well, you just described makes sense to me. Now, but this opens up a, another thing. This is yet another way. And and I'm going to go into something a little deeper here. I think. Okay. I work in an industry that that moves product. Uh, a lot of product every day. All right, I'll leave it at that. But suffice to say, what does Amazon produce? What does Google produce, for instance? You, you know what I'm saying? Right. None of these guys produce anything that I can stick in a trailer and move across the country. So our economy has changed so much that when you see these kind of things, that yeah, it excites people because they say, hey, there's a good value there. It, I, I don't know. I don't know much more about it, but I think it's a great idea. I did not realize that they had bought them. Oh yeah, it was uh I think a couple of years ago now. Well, I didn't realize that may is it taking them that long to get to the point where this works? Well, I, I, I think, you know, Amazon they they're doing a lot of stuff in video, right? And you know, obviously you have right. Prime Video and Twitch was up for sale and it was back and forth between whether or not Google was going to purchase them or Twitch was going to remain on their own or what have you, and Amazon swooped in. And, you know, gaming the gaming industry as a whole the the amount of money that is being just created in that space is amazing. You know, it surpasses Hollywood uh, as far as the the amount of money and funds that are involved in gaming. And so, right. when you have a big player like Amazon, where they're they're trying to diversify in, in, the, in the products and services that they offer, and they said they saw this you know the thing with Twitch and like you know a lot of people are streaming their games it's easier to do now with consoles and PC and everybody's doing it you know what we want to get in that space and we want to be a player in that space so 
they purchased them. And then in my opinion, you know, they've been sitting on it in the back, uh, updating the infrastructure in the back, you know, cutting down on latency and just, you know, having a good solid foundation. And now at TwitchCon this past weekend, they're rolling out more features to kind of bring that integration together with Amazon and kind of tie those two things together a little bit more closely. And I think you're seeing that with this Amazon Prime, Twitch Prime. It seems like a no-brainer now that we're talking about it, but before no one even thought about it. And it allows partners to get a little bit more exposure because you're getting that credit, if you will. So now you can support other streamers that you maybe you wouldn't have supported before with a gift subscription, if you will. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I see the benefit for, for what you're doing there. Definitely. Um, you know, and I remember the first time that we showed or you showed this on Twitch, I, I remember your stream and, and in just a few short years, the streaming portion of this has went from, you had a web page and you had to go through like Twitch or something like that. Now it's all over the place. You can't help but go into a website or a news article uh, where you'll find a link. Oh, hey, here's the latest uh, Saturday Night Live uh, funny video. I mean, that one's been making the rounds today. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So there's video streaming everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, everybody's you know, doing and, it. and It's easy to do. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and like I mentioned earlier, I mean, I, I probably will try the wild thing at some point. Um, I, I mean, uh, my spouse has has a very cool character, and, and at some point we can... We can see, you know, do go into a dungeon or something like that. And it's kind of interesting, the fact that you can do it. Um, I'm not sure if anybody would watch such a thing, but, you know, apparently somebody does if they're making this a uh, a viable uh, stream. So, Oh, yeah, totally. And I'm excited to see what Amazon comes up with more in, in the integration department uh, with Twitch and see how much more they can kind of push it. And right now... At first, a lot of people were a little bit worried about that relationship, but in my opinion, I, I feel that it's they're they're being a little slow but calculated, and it's a good thing. We don't want them to make drastic decisions, and I think this is one of those positive decisions for the gamers, streamers, and people who just watch in general um, on Amazon. And by the way, again, if you have Amazon Prime, you can get this. It's included, and then you can support us. That's a win-win. So if you have Amazon Prime, support Geek Gamer TV. It'd be great. <laughs> Last, cool. yeah, last story I want to talk about, and I know you're going to have an opinion on this. And even though you may not know the game, you you know this, you know this 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 classic. I don't know if you call it bait and switch, but uh, there's this game called No Man's Sky, and a lot of our listeners know this game. A lot of people were just all you know ready for this game when it was previewed at E3 a couple of years ago. It's one of those games where you can wonder the galaxy and you know you these uh, randomly created animals and th this trailer was just beautiful and it was epic and it was one of those games that people could not wait to buy and it came out to huge fanfare and the game did not meet a, live up to that expectation as a matter of fact it uh, <laughs> A lot of people are very upset about it because it didn't live up to that expectation. It didn't look like anything like the previews. It didn't have the features that were supposed to be included. Uh, just a whole bunch of just bad, bad things. And then the developer went dark. Uh, they didn't say much uh, to the public. I mean, they were they were you know touting and promoting the game leading up to release, and then after release, they've gone pretty much silent on this because a lot of people are upset. 
especially go over Reddit, just do a search for No Man's Sky. You'll you'll find the rants and the raves about it. Well, right. it, it's so bad now that UK regulator Advertising Standards Authority, uh, you know, in the UK, they have these great, unique little laws. They're actually investigating No Man's Sky for violation of these standards by not living up to the hype. And a gamer actually filed suit or they actually filed a grievance because they're saying, hey, they take issue that, you know, it doesn't lead up, uh, match the UI design, large-scale combat, flowing water, size of creatures, behavior of ships and sentinels, aiming systems, and a whole bunch of other discrepancies. Now, the reason why, I, even though I know, uh, you know, Kyle, that y- you don't know this game, or maybe you do a little bit, this has happened for years, where you'll have a game that's being previewed, you have a game that's being hyped at E3 or some other conference, in a magazine, on video, on YouTube, or whatever. And then it comes out, and it doesn't live up to the hype. It doesn't live up to the expectations. Hmm. And, and it's just it's just really bad. Well, how, how does this make you feel? I mean, seeing something let, like this. Let me. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm uh, not a history teacher by any means. But let's go back about 16 years. Can you name a game came out about 19 or in 1999 2000 that was overhyped? They sold you a, a bill of goods, basically stating, "Hey." Uh, this is going to be the greatest game since sliced bread. It's going to have this. It's going to have this feature. It's going to do that. Basically the same premise that you just described to me on this new game. Right. I, I wouldn't remember. What, what is it? Uh, well, if I remember rightly, he also produced a game called, uh, let me see if I can find it here. I think uh, Quake 2 maybe. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Yeah, a little there? bit. Yeah. yeah. John Romero's Decatana, I think it's called. Okay. This game bit the dust pretty harsh. And a lot of people complained complained about it then. This is 16 years ago, at least, that it didn't make sense that all of these things that he told us it was going to have didn't occur in the game. Uh, you know, he's going to write in, uh, you know, role role playing stuff that never really happened. All of these things. So this is nothing new, except that it sounds like someone is trying to make it a legal, uh, trying to make something more legal and actually do something about it. Now, the the sad thing about this this authority, if you will, is if he is proven to have his appeal held up, they can't right. adver- they can't they have to pull advertisement for the game. They they can continue to sell the game in the UK, but they the, all those advertisements get pulled away and stuff, and they can't really show it off anymore. Some people are trying to throw Steam into this, saying, "Hey, you know, Steam allowed this game to be sold," and I, for me, I, I think some of the problem here is you got a lot of people now just foaming at the bit to pre-order games or buy them on release day. And I, I mean, we saw it with battlefield four. We saw it with battlefield three. I think star, star, star Wars, uh, battlefront. Yeah. The latest battlefront. I think the best way to kind of combat this is stop pre-ordering these games and stop buying them on day one. I mean, you see a lot of these companies that are so, quick to try to get their games out for a release date by a holiday season or you know what have you that the quality goes downhill and then a lot of, a lot of these companies also rely on oh well we'll just push out a patch on day one or day two or day three or whatever you know the QA eh, we can kind of slide on the QA you know who cares um, right do you think that's the answer here where 
people should just stop pre-ordering, stop buying on day one, wait well, for well, non-payola reviews. Too. I mean, what's, what's look at the this answer? From a business standpoint, yeah. Chase, look, look at it from a business standpoint. How many millions of dollars does it take to produce a high-end video game? Oh, loads. All right. Loads so when they pre-order this money, they're basically saying they're gambling. If you, if, if this is my, again, I'm probably going to get flamed for this. No, and no, I don't care. It's all right, buddy. I think that they are speculating like they're, uh, they're, uh, you know, it's a, it's a gambling in a sense that, Hey, maybe this game's not going to suck. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and I, and again, I, I'll go back to wow, which is, you know, actually a good example in one sense. Blizzard has had the game out for 12 years now, I believe. And they progressively worked on this game and actually corrected some of their problems. It's not perfect by any means, but every time they come out with a new uh, expansion, they give it time. They test it. They they really put their time and effort into this to make sure that they retain the, the customer base that they have as much as possible. Now, given that the uh, the market has changed over the last several years to a lot less uh, massively multiplayer has kind of died out a bit, but the fact is when you see a game like this one, which looks good, I mean, I'm looking at the pictures here, I would have been interested in this game if, you know, if I was still a big gamer, but it, to me, it's like, well, wait a minute. There's no, you know, we're going to throw money at it. Well, let's hope it's good. They're gambling. You know, I, I, I hate to say that, but what about that? Uh, what is it? Battlefield one. Yeah. Well, how much did that cost? 120 bucks. Well, yeah. If, and that's, my God, you know, that, that's, that's a whole, ridiculous. well, that's no whole another argument, right? I mean, first off you have, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. You have the game, which is what? $60. And then if you want each map pack, it's another 10 or 20. I remember when games was, was everything. You got everything, you know, call of duty, uh, world at war, call of duty two, call of duty two. you got everything. One game. And now yep, you got four or five discs. Remember those <laughs> yeah. DVDs? Yeah. 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 You had a big box of CDs, DVDs. Yeah, yep. yeah. I got it up here that. on the wall. I, I, I got my, I got Call of Duty uh, sitting right over there. Um, Very good. But yeah, I mean, I mean that's a whole other separate argument where you have companies where you know, like an EA, where they're just truly trying to maximize. But like you said, they're spending tens of millions of dollars in, in product development. Oh yeah. And you know, marketing. Call of Duty is a great example of that one. Yeah. And. I, I really think that the big answer to get out of this rut of first off, you got to hold developers accountable. They cannot show screenshots. They can't like dress up uh, these demos or trailers of gameplay when it's not real, when it's not going to be in the released product. It, okay. it, if it feels like, you know, it feels cheap. It feels like you're like, you're just trying to trick me. You're trying to trick me okay. to buy this game based on a premise and a promise that it's not going to be there. All right. So you can use other examples that are non-gaming related. Think about that. How many times have you seen a movie trailer? And I bet you listeners out here will can agree with me on this, that you see a, a really cool action movie. All right. It's great. It's awesome. It's a great trailer and it's done. You go to see the movie and you go, wait a minute. None of the stuff that I saw in that trailer is in the movie. Or it's completely out of context to the point where you don't, it doesn't even vaguely interest you or it's so fast. So, or my personal favorite is they give you whatever, a, 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 a one minute um, uh, trailer for a movie. And then when you go see the movie, that's pretty much all the action of the whole movie was the one minute you saw in the trailer. <laughs> right, right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So but, it's the same basic premise well, in that do you, do, you're, you're getting suckered into it like right. you just said. 
But it's a little different, though, because at least with the trailer, they're showing it from the actual movie. They're showing what the movie is. Now, granted, yeah, they spun the trailer, and they made it seem more cooler than it really is. But in the case of No Man's Sky, the cutscenes and the stuff that they showed at E3 a couple of years ago did not match up with what was actually released. It did not... It, the, the graphics were different. The character animations were different. The mm-hmm. modeling was different. Everything was different. But they, they, they threw out this trailer and these screenshots of a game to get people hyped up enough so when the game was released, people jumped on it without thinking twice about it. They're like, wow, this is the game. It's here. It's finally here. And then they were let down and disappointed. You know, I I don't know if that's the same thing because it's like if, if they did the same thing in Hollywood where they showed clips from the movie and then you went and saw the movie and those clips weren't there, then I think it's about the same argument. Maybe. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'm trying to state is that you're getting false advertisement everywhere you go in certain senses. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be paranoid by any means, but I mean, let's be honest. They're trying to sell you a product. It sounds like these guys had great salesmen, but terrible programmers. Well, and that's, and there's, here's the one last thing about it is it really feels like they ripped off gamers. That Hello Games, yeah. that's the name of the company. When they went dark after the game released, I mean, there was actually a chart I, I saw on Reddit Gaming where someone charted out all the tweets and all the social media contacts from Hello Games and the lead developer team. And when the game released, those tweets just poof. They pretty much stopped. And so a lot of people, they're like, wait a minute, did we just get ripped off here? And a lot of people jumped on board. Uh, you know, Steam has a refund policy, and a lot of people want to get their money back. And, you know, that's the problem with some of these games, right? You can't get a refund. You know, because in the days of piracy and stuff, you know, you, you buy something like this, you spend $60 on a game, you're not going to be able to get a refund. You can't just take it back because you were disappointed in the final end of the product. You're stuck with it. And so, yeah, they got their money. And you have all these gamers that are just feeling disappointed and ripped off. And I'm just thinking the only way that this is ever going to stop is, I mean, the, the pre-ordering thing I think needs to end. I think, I mean, I know you're going to have a lot of gaming companies try to tempt you to, to pre-order games. But, I mean, have you ever pre-ordered a game, Kyle? Yes, actually, I did. And, and why uh, did you pre-order the Call of Duty ones? Yeah, why did you? Because I would play it because I knew I would play the game. Okay. And the quality of the previous game actually made it worthwhile for me to buy it. Right. So, so you. It's really that simple. So you believed in the developer that I did. Yeah. That if I remember. I yeah. It was it. Whoever developed uh, was it Infinity Ward? I think it was. You ever pre uh, pre-ordered a game uh, that you hadn't played before? Like that from a no, developer you haven't. No, okay. no, I I don't think I think I maybe done done two games and that's when I was still running a game store years ago. Right, right. So I I I think gamers, you know, we need to kind of s- slow down, stop drinking some of the Kool Aid that these uh, developing companies are are throwing out there. And yes, sir. and you know, for me, for Battlefield One, Battlefield One looks great. It really does. Uh, and I'm excited for it. And good friend of the show, David Miller, which I've spent many, many virtual hours in a in a tank playing Battlefield 4 with, uh, asked me if I'm going to pick up Battlefield 1. And I said, I probably will, but I won't do it until the game comes out. Now, yeah, I know that I'm going to miss out on all these pre-order specials and these unlocks and blah, 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 blah. I don't care. 
It's I, just a sales tactic. Yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like it back backfired on this particular company. Well, no, they they got their money. <laughs> they they got their, their they got their paycheck. I mean, granted, they may never be able to make a game again, but they got their money. Oh yeah, they'll end up at someplace else and start trying to make an, another well, pile of fine equipment. Well, in in today's day of the internet, I I don't think uh, they'll be able to hide unless they change their names. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even if they <laughs> come up with a new development studio name. People remember, and uh, thanks to thanks to the internet and Reddit and other forum boards, people will remember what Hello Games did. Now, if they change and they come out and say, "Hey, you know, we're so, you know," but who knows? But yeah, they got real quiet, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, oh boy! Well, man, you guys, thank you so much for joining this week. I I, I want to say a, a big special thanks once again to this hoser buddy right here. If it wasn't really for this guy right here, Mr. Kyle Rumley, then I wouldn't be really here today, 11 years down the road. It wasn't called Geek Gamer TV back then. It was just a podcast. And, and now I, I do a lot of things under this brand. I call it Geek Gamer. Uh, but it, but Kyle, man, when you uh, reached out and said, hey, I got some time now on Sunday evenings. I'd love to jump in. I'm like, you know what? I just want to do a show with you, man, because it'd be like old school all over again. And I, and I missed it, and it was great. Well, I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity, and even on short notice, it's it's nice. I mean, we don't spend a lot of time uh, chatting anymore, unfortunately. And now that we live three thousand miles apart, it makes it more difficult to do that in person. Yeah. So, but, but now we can do it, it on know, video. It's great. Well, yeah, you know, um, if I have time and 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 it makes sense, uh, let me know. Uh, I'd love to join you guys. I love picking on uh, Cameron and and Joe and uh, and the crew. Uh, I haven't done that for a while either, so that's always a bonus. Oh yeah, and 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 maybe maybe one of these days we can uh, scrounge up uh, an Nvidia card for you. And... I would really like a, a better video card. Would be <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I agree. That one there on screen though that you showed earlier. Wow, yeah. that's. Well, yeah, you know, I don't have any more children I can sell into slavery for that kind of <laughs> video card. It's it's way too much for me. But I gotta say though, I, it makes me still very excited to be a PC gamer. When you see companies like Nvidia and AMD, and in just pushing the envelope and making some incredible systems and incredible builds, and especially when it comes to VR and 4K gaming and G-Sync technology, uh, I mean PC gaming is great. And I mean I know that Joe and, and John and some of the other guys, you know, they're, they're more on the PC side of it only. For me, I love it all. I mean, I got a Nintendo over my shoulder. I love playing City Skylines. I love just playing all games in general. Uh, and uh, it's something that I hope to do when I'm in my 60s and 70s. When you know maybe I'm hanging out with my old buddies instead of playing bingo, we're playing some old Doom. That's what I'm hoping will happen. Oh, you know, I, I I kind of agree with that. There's, I mean, yeah. I, like I said earlier before we recorded, I was playing. Uh, uh, I played a little Call of Duty Four uh, the other night just to see if I was any good at it anymore. And the uh, the resounding no uh, <laughs> came to came to four. I used to be known to be pretty good at games like those, but uh, I'll be brutally honest that I can't see very well. So, yeah, let's just For say sure. that I'll I'll play them, but I'm not going to be the top of that leaderboard at, at, anymore. And I'm actually enjoying WoW more, which is kind of different. I, you know, when it first came out, it didn't interest me, but now for socializing and yeah, you've and, come uh, full circle. Really getting out and playing, it's fun. I, I rather enjoy it. Well, you, you've come full honest. circle, man, and uh, it, it's it, it's been great having you. I. I want to let everybody know real quick, though, if you loved uh, this show and, and you kind of say, hmm, 
if there's a website to go to to find out more information, yes, there is. You can head over to geekgamer.tv. This is where you can download all of our past episodes. And if you want to uh, feel a little courageous and adventurous and you want to check out some of the very, very old stuff that Kyle and I used to do, it is also here on the website. But you can see all of our special events from CES a couple of years ago to PAX just this last month. So we have all the great content at geekgamer.tv. Uh, please also consider liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekgamertv, subscribing to us on YouTube. And and by the way, if you have a Twitch account and an Amazon Prime account and you get that free credit per month, think about supporting us. Uh, I really hope to bring other awesome guests into this show uh, in the future. And it started all off with Mr. Kyle Rumley. Kyle, again, thank you so much, buddy. Um, was there anything you wanted to plug? I know we didn't ask this ahead of time, but is there anything you want to plug or... I know you're just kind of gaming now and chilling out, so I don't know no, if you did or you not. Know, no, uh, basically, I'll finish this, and I'm going to go play a game with my wife. Awesome. Who, uh, I, you know, that's my big plug. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to, to, to chat with everybody again, and uh, I will join you at any time if you're uh, interested. I'd, uh, I'd do it again. So. Well, well, tell your wife a big thank you from all of us uh, having you on, and thanks again for getting me going here 11 years ago this month starting it off with hoser chat keep, keep rocking it yeah thanks buddy <laughs> hey for everybody thank you so much for joining us this week we'll see you guys again soon for mr kyle rumley i'm chase nunes until we both talk again we're all silent and since john's not here say good night gracie good night gracie